It's me, Emma's Thing, and this is my podcast, That's What He Said. With over 12 years of blogging, writing, posting, and sharing under my belt, I've somehow grown a small audience who, for whatever reason, seem to really like me. This podcast is just another extension of my blog and will offer unimportant life updates, reviews on movies, books, shows, daily musings about life, in-passing commentary on current events, and of course, a lot of stories of my past, present, and future. Just try it out and see how you like it. That's what he said. Well, 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 hello, and welcome back to That's What He Said with me, Emma's Thing. Hope everyone has been doing well. Um, There is a lot to cover in this episode, all of which mostly has to do with weed and THC, So if that topic does not interest you, I'm not sure that you will be entertained by this episode, but hey, maybe you will be. So last week I had COVID and as of this week, I'm on day like 12 or something from the moment that I knew I had COVID, I think. I think that's where I'm at. I I don't know. I haven't been keeping like super track, but I still sound nasally which really sucks and I feel like it's never going to go away. Um, But other than that, I feel normal and my smell and taste is fully back, which can we just talk for a second about how incredibly depressing that aspect of COVID is? If you have had COVID, you know what I'm talking about. It is like, it really has tested my will to live, if I'm being quite honest. What is the point of living life when you can't fully taste the food that you are eating. Like I just love food so fucking much and it it's just been the most depressing thing in the world to be able to barely barely taste it my smell and taste was so faint for probably like a solid week. And just when I thought that it was coming back, it wouldn't and it would fade out again. But now I've realized within the last like two days, I'm definitely at the point where it's fully back and I'm very, very thankful for that. But I do wake up every morning with kind of a little bit of a scratchy throat and some congestion. Not sure when the hell that's going to stop. Um... I don't really want to think about it too much. I'm just trying to carry on with my life, especially because we head out for my bachelorette party tomorrow. I'm recording this on Wednesday and Thursday. We are flying to Mexico to celebrate me, which can I also just say has not set in at all. Like I can't believe that my bachelorette party is here. I also can't believe that in a few more days, it's going to be like a month and a half out from my wedding. Um, It really has not sunk in and hasn't hit me fully. It's like, I keep thinking that this trip that we're taking is just like, oh, fun girls trip. (laughs) Um, I'm sure like once I'm with everyone and I'm there and there's like celebration, it'll feel different, but I'm still just very much in shock that I'm even getting married. Um, I, I, You know, I've said this a million times before in a million different ways, but I really, really, really never thought that it would happen. 
So I think I'm just kind of dealing with that, but I'm so excited to leave and it's going to be an amazing weekend and I cannot wait to give you guys a full download on all the debauchery on next week's episode. But for this week's episode, I want to talk mainly about the biggest thing that has happened, the biggest experience that I've had (laughs) since we last spoke, and that is taking a Delta 9 gummy. So before I get into all of that, I want to kind of give a brief history of my relationship with weed. As we know, I am an insanely anxious person. Like I've always had general generalized anxiety disorder. Um, I kind of have like this free floating anxiety every single day of my life. And most, most days I have a total handle on it and it doesn't escalate any further. But you know, some days it just that floating anxiety decides to latch on to something and um, makes me spiral. So I've always stayed away from drugs, every single kind except for um, Prozac and Ativan and the Trazodone that I take to sleep at night. I'm good with, you know, doctor prescribed things that help my um, inherent depressive tendencies and anxious tendencies but with you know any sort of psychedelic or just any like any drugs I have not even thought of trying like I've never seriously ever considered you know taking molly or ecstasy or dropping acid or doing shrooms none of that shit absolutely none of that shit Um, but weed, okay. Like I felt when I was younger, I felt maybe this is something that I could possibly dabble in and it would, you know, I'd be able to handle it. So the first time that I ever quote unquote tried weed was sometime in high school. Like I was definitely driving by that point. So maybe I was like 16 and I was hanging out with this group and one of the guys was a complete stoner and he had a curly afro and he was Jewish and so obviously I was obsessed with him and I remember one night we were all hanging out and they were like you know using like an empty Coca-Cola can to smoke weed out of I don't even it's like also everything that I talk about today so clearly not an expert at all and I'm sure I'm going to use like all the wrong terms and everything because I you know I'm naive to it so anyway um and I remember taking a hit of that but I think it was like when you try a cigarette for the first time and you don't inhale all the way like you just like (gasps) and blow it right out um so I'm pretty sure that's what I did and it did not affect me whatsoever I have no recollection of having any sort of feelings from that uh, coke can of weed but then I somehow and I really I still don't quite understand how especially because my parents were stricter I convinced my parents to let me go to ACL in Austin when I was 16 so that would have been Let's see, I graduated in 2005. So that would have been like uh, like 2003 whenever Garden State came out because Garden State had come out and the shins were really like 
you know, exploding popularity and they were at ACL and I was so fucking excited about that. Hold on. I'm going to actually Google right now when Garden State. Oh, 2004. Oh, wow. Okay. So 2004. So it was my junior year of high school, actually. Okay. So I convinced them to let me go with all these girlfriends that I had from uh, summer camp. And for anyone out there who's familiar, I went to Camp Longhorn for like seven or eight years. So I had all these girlfriends and one of them lived in Austin and we decided to do this girl's trip and go to ACL. And I'd never been to a music festival. Like I had no idea what I was getting into, but I did know that that weekend I definitely wanted to legitimately try pot for the first time because that cocaine thing was a blip and didn't count. So we got to Austin and we the first night before we even we only bought one day tickets to ACL I'm pretty sure we bought like Sunday tickets so let's say this is Saturday night so that first Saturday night we go to like a high school party up in the hills a Westlake high school party if that means anything to you and in the winding hills of Austin and I remember my outfit very vividly at the time those really soft t-shirts from Urban Outfitters that said that had like a Buddha on it and it said rub my belly those were so big and I had one of those on in a blue color and the print on it was black and then I had oh my god I had on this like horizontal I think like black and gray striped asymmetrical skirt and I'm sure that it was like pulled down to my hips and my midsection was showing, but like not in today's way, how we wear crop tops and high-waisted pants. It was low rise. And I don't even know. I don't even know. But listen, I'm sure I was also like 50 pounds lighter back then. Anyhow. So we go to this house and we were super into Smirnoff Ice at the time. Of course, that was like our drink of choice. And I had, you know, maybe like one or two And very soon into the party, I happened to be outside and I heard this guy say something about going to like smoke weed in his car or like just going to smoke weed. And I was so excited. I was like, oh my God, can I come? I've never, I've never smoked before. And like, I really, really want to. And he was like, you've never smoked before. And I was like, no, is that okay? And he was like, fuck yeah. Like, let's go. And so I don't know this guy, total fucking stranger. No idea. I'm 17. So we go to his car, me and like two other girls and we fucking hot box. The first time that I ever smoked weed was out of a fucking bong in a car with strangers in an unfamiliar place. And I, needless to say, got incredibly incredibly stoned um the last thing that I clearly remember was taking a hit from the bong and choking coughing so fucking hard and everyone in the car laughing and saying oh my god you're gonna be so high well they weren't lying you guys and by the time that we walked back up the drive and to the house I when I first got in the house, me and my friend, I had one friend who was in the car with me and me and her got back into the house. And I remember like we were grabbing onto each other, laughing so fucking hard that we like fell on the floor. But then 
my anxiety kicked in and I realized how high I was and I never felt that sensation before in my life. Being high and being drunk are two vastly, vastly different things. And I lost my shit. Like in that moment, everything flipped and I ran to the bathroom and I was losing my shit, just losing it. And my sister at the time was a freshman in college. And, you know, Allie and I have this incredible bond and we're extremely fucking close. And, you know, Cece, can you please, can you not? I'm talking about weed. Thank you. And you're not being chill. Um, and Allie's always been my number one go-to in really awful situations. Like she's just that comfort for me. It's been like that since I was a kid. I mean, you know, I've, I had some anxiety issues as a kid and, um, when we were like in the same elementary school, like teachers would have to pull her out of class to come comfort me. I mean, it sucked. Like there was some stuff going on, but anyway, so I call Allie and she's at college and she hasn't, I don't think that at that point, maybe she'd ever smoked or if she had, it's like, she didn't know what to do or how to handle it. And so I remember like staying on the phone with her and her like asking her roommate who was a pothead, like what I should do. And the roommate got on the phone with me and I, this whole time I'm like basically in the fetal position at this stranger's house, hugging the toilet, like just to feel grounded in some sense. And you know, eventually at some point I get up and I'm like looking in the mirror and my vision is very foggy and I I feel like, oh my God, I can't see my face. I can't see my face. So I'm like splashing my face with water. So all my mascara is running. And then at some point, all of, all of my friends who were on the trip were all in the bathroom together. And two of them are so, so wasted and like crying in the shower, crying in the bathtub. I mean, neither, neither of the shower or bathtub was on and running, but they're losing it and so drunk. And my friend who was in the car with me, who's was high, she, you know, she kind of gets like mean. She got mean when she was stoned, you know, kind of sassy. And she happens to walk into the bathroom when I am on the phone with her mother. That's right. I was so out of my mind that as a 17-year-old who is supposed to be at this party having a good time and the mom thinks we're like at like a charcuterie party or some shit, I called her because that's how panicked I was. And I'm pretty sure remembering now that my sister gave me the go-ahead to call her. And so I did. And I don't remember really anything that I said. Um, I think I was like, we're at this party. I'm so high. I don't know what to do. Can you come get us, please? But I remember that the mom was like, what? Like, I don't understand. What are you saying? So I feel like I probably was speaking gibberish. And my friend happened to walk in literally at that moment. And I remember her and my other friends like launching at me and taking my purse and taking my phone and cutting me off from communication with anyone. And that was a horrible horrible feeling. Eventually, some nice girl at the party who was friends with my friend, um, you know, 
takes me by the hand and is like, I'm going to, I'm going to be with you. I'm going to protect you, whatever. Um, and I end up back in the same car where we had smoked, but they like put me in the car to sort of like deal with me. Um, I don't remember anyone like staying in the car with me. So it was like a Ford Explorer and they put me in the back seat to like calm down outside and the sunroof was, was open and it started raining. And so I'm just like laying there stoned as fuck for the first time, terrified out of my mind, so scared, so paranoid, getting rained on. God only knows what I looked like, especially with my hair. And this guy gets into the car and he was like this totally innocent. He's like, he, he was like super short and very much the guy friend who everyone is like, you're a guy friend. That's all you are. But in my mind, I did not have control over my body. Like I'm pretty sure my body was pretty numb and it, i just was very helpless. And all I could think was, he's going to do something to me he's going to take advantage of me he's going to harass me oh my god oh my god oh my god there's nothing that I can do like against it like I have no strength or power right now and that's not at all what the situation was but in my stoned head that is exactly what it was so eventually he offers to drive the four of us home Um, because clearly we cannot stay at this party any longer. Half of us are stoned. Half of us are wasted. We're all just a fucking mess. And so him and this other girl are like, okay, you four get in the back seat and we are going to drive you home. So they start driving us home. The girl's driving and it's very windy. Like I said, we're like up in the hills. And so she drives for like maybe five minutes and then stops and pulls the car over and is like, I can't do this. I am way too drunk. I can barely see the road. Someone else has to drive. And so the guy who also is drunk is like, okay, I'll do it. Like y'all, when I think about this shit, like the stuff that we did as teenagers, what the fuck? What the fuck? I am literally so terrified to have teenagers. Anyway, um, So the guy starts driving, I pass out, and then I wake up like a few minutes later and literally am just going to vomit everywhere. And so my friends shove me out the window. Like literally, I'm not exaggerating. I was out the window of the car up to like my hip bones. Like my entire upper half of my body was out of the car window and I just started projectile vomiting. Um, We finally get home. And this girl lives in a cul-de-sac. And actually, she lived in the same cul-de-sac as Lance Armstrong. (laughs) So um, we get out of the car and I'm just like talking to my friends and being like, I know that this is happening, but it feels like a dream. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I know that this isn't a dream, but it feels like a dream. And I remember someone was like, yeah, you're high. Um. And, you know, at this point, I have vomit all over my Buddha shirt, all over my black and gray horizontal striped skirt. And before we can go into my friend's house, we're trying to, like, collect ourselves. So I, like, walk around the cul-de-sac and sit down in front of Lance. I sit, like, in Lance Armstrong's driveway. Um, 
and I think like something in my brain was like hey if you're gonna have at least like one funny good memory from this night make it be that you sat in Lance Armstrong's driveway high as fuck covered in your own vomit so eventually we got inside the house I think I called my parents but I didn't tell them that I or actually no my parents called me that's what it was um to like check in and you guys at this point it was like 10 30 at night like I felt like it was two in the morning but no we literally lasted at that party for like maybe an hour and a half so embarrassing you know sleeping that night was horrible like really having a hard time getting to sleep and staying asleep because I was just so fucked up and then the next day we went to ACL and I had I probably was still high and I also had this like horrific weed hangover and like hangover anxiety from being so fucked up and so out of control of my mind and it was a pretty miserable experience all I truly remember is that it like I said it had started raining the night before and it had like really come down overnight and in the morning and so ACL was muddy as fuck and I just I didn't want to I did not want to be there which is so terrible because that's like the whole reason that we even did this girls trip but I remember Ben Queller was playing and I was absolutely obsessed with him at the time and I was like I had no chair I had nothing I mean we weren't prepared like we didn't know what ACL all entailed and so I just gave up and sat directly in the mud and listened to Ben Queller and was like I cannot believe that was the worst night of my life. So that was my first experience getting really high and it very much affected me. I got home and I had this like horrible guilt like I really wanted to tell my parents but I was scared to tell them but like the anxiety of the f- that night was penetrating every part of me in my life. Like I started having panic attacks. I remember like I think AP English was my first class in the morning junior year and I remember like a few times like I would start having panic attacks and would have to like get up in class and leave and like go have diarrhea. Um, So it finally got to the point where I was just like so ridden, riddled, not ridden, (laughs) riddled with guilt and anxiety that I broke down and told my parents what happened and they weren't mad at me they were just like well now you know don't fuck with it again and I was like yeah but I didn't listen I did do 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 the weed I did do the weed a few more times throughout my life I like literally I'm I think like I can count on one hand the amount of times that I've smoked and every time I'm like it's gonna be okay this time because I I'm older and I'm wiser and I'm in a safer environment and you know I'm a big girl now and it's never been that way like it has truly the only time that I have been stoned and enjoyed it was one time last year in Chicago we went Zach and I went to visit my sister and her wife and there was one night And my sister like brought out her weed pen like, you know, with like the oil in it. 
And I literally took one hit. That's it. Like I was like, if I'm going to do this every single, every single other time in my life that I have attempted to like be cool and hang with people who are smoking weed, I make the grave mistake that I make is that I think I'm on their level and they're like continuously passing around the joint or passing around the pipe or whatever. And people like keep taking hits and I'm like, oh, I guess that means like I need to take two or three hits when really I need to take one hit and I probably would actually maybe enjoy the high and be chill. But it took me until last year in Chicago to finally implement that. And I literally took one hit of my sister's weed pen and I definitely got high, but it was so good. I didn't freak out. Like, you know, I'm sure that had to do probably with the kind of weed that she had in the pen. I'm sure it was like indica and me, her and Zach just sat on, on the back patio and we were laughing so hard about nothing. And I never once felt out of control. But that's the only good experience that I've had with it. Typically, I just stay away because I'm just not like my physiological whatever is not built for that at all. Now that I've given you a quote unquote brief history, but really 25 minute history on my relationship with weed, let's talk about what happened this past weekend. So Friday you know, I had been sick with COVID all week and I got a negative test. And even though I still couldn't like smell or taste, Zach and I were like, let's get dinner somewhere to celebrate because I've been holed up for all this time and I'm feeling better. So we went to Terry Black's barbecue, which is in um, downtown Dallas in this place called Deep LM. And it's actually where we're having a rehearsal dinner which I'm so freaking excited about. It's just going to be really, really amazing because Terry Black's is amazing. It is the best barbecue I've ever had. And I don't like barbecue. Like barbecue is probably, I never crave it. Like it's a very rare occasion that I'm like, oh, you know what sounds really good right now? Barbecue. So we went to Terry Black's, we got food. Um, It was super fucking depressing because um, I could maybe taste like 30% of it. Um, So that really sucked. So that put me in like a really sad place because I don't know, I guess I was hoping for some miracle that we would go and I would like eat this amazing beef rib and mac and cheese and green beans and all this stuff and be able to miraculously taste it. Um, So we did that super short lived night and we went home. So we were home by like, we were home by like 8.30 And I didn't want to drink because I wasn't ready to have any sort of alcohol because I'd been so sick. Um, But I had been sent a box of goodies from this gal that is a contact of mine. And I've worked with her in the past with other brands, but she's moved away from those brands and she's working for this new company that's all about CBD and like CBD products. And I haven't really dabbled that much in CBD because, um, I don't know, I guess I just really haven't been interested. I know that so many people see incredible results from taking a specific kind of CBD product and it really helps with their anxiety and all of that. But, you know, I mean, I'm on Prozac 
every day. I have Ativan for my horrible emergency situations, which I really try and like, I really try and uh, diffuse before it ever gets to that point. Um, So adding in CBD hasn't really been uh, like a point of interest for me, but you know, I, I really like this girl and she was like, why don't I send you just like a box of things and you can kind of like play around and see if it does anything for you. And then maybe you can talk about a collaboration. And I was like, okay, cool. So she sent me all the CBD stuff and, um, you know, I've actually used, I used two of the things. So one of them is a tint, tint, tincture. Um, it's an oil, it's a CBD oil, like a thousand milligram, like full spectrum, oil and you take the dropper and you put you know one to four drops underneath your tongue and sort of let it like absorb into your system and then swallow the rest that doesn't and I've actually um been using that and I don't know if I've I don't know if it's helped but it definitely hasn't hurt so that's been fine and then there are also CBD and like melatonin gummies in there for sleep and I do take um, a melatonin gummy every once in a while if I'm like just like I'm so desperate to have a really hard intense sleep I'll do that so I tried one of those I I think I've tried them like twice um, and I've had really good sleep so I guess we can say that they work but also in this box of goodies were Delta 9 gummies and I had no idea what Delta 9 was. I've seen it. I've seen Delta 8 and Delta 9, you know, being advertised outside of like smoke shops, but I've never looked into it and I had no idea what it actually was. So for me in my head, I was like, well, this Delta 9 stuff is in this box of CBD goodies. So surely surely it's mainly like a CBD gummy situation, but maybe just like even more potent and even more intense. And I'm gonna, you know, feel, feel more with it, but it's not going to be like being high and just like a complete dumbass. I mean, like there's no other, there's no other rhyme or reason. Like it's completely my fault that this happened because I just blindly took an entire gummy. I took a 10 milligram gummy of Delta 9 without knowing at all what what it was and what would happen. So before I get into the rest of the evening, once I took the gummy, I want to share some things that I found online explaining what Delta 9 is so we can sort of all be on the same page. And again, like I said, I'm not the expert. Clearly, I'm very naive about all of this. So, you know, I may some of this stuff may not be exactly right. Um, so just bear with me here. Okay, so let me take a drink of water before I try and explain what the fuck Delta 9 is. Okay, so THC stands for Delta 9 tetrahydrocannabinol or Delta 9 tetrahydrocannabinol. It is a cannabinoid molecule in marijuana, aka cannabis. That's long been recognized as the main, the main psychoactive ingredient in your fucking weed. That is the substance that causes people who use marijuana to feel high. So 
literally Delta 9 is the main reason why people feel high from smoking marijuana or using marijuana. Now, when comparing Delta 9 THC versus THC, you need to keep something in mind. And I'm literally reading this from like articles that I found you guys. It's basically the same thing. Okay, so Delta 9 THC and just straight up THC is the same motherfucking thing. If you want to compare different derivatives of THC, you need to compare the derivatives directly. Taking a dose of of Delta 9 that is too high can lead to feelings of anxiety and nausea. Motor skill issues, mental fog, and paranoia are also commonly reported side effects. Most users, however, know their limitations. (laughs) Most, not me, not Emma, and work their way to higher doses and don't start with fucking 10 milligrams like a dumbass. According to manufacturers, the Delta 9 THC in these products is derived from cannabis plants that comply with the 2018 Farm Bill specifications for industrial hemp, which means that these plants, like the hemp plants, are not technically quote-unquote marijuana. So as long as a THC product fits that definition, like as long as the Delta 9 THC is being derived from hemp plants and not marijuana flowers, then vendors say that consumers in anti-cannabis states no longer have to settle for plain old cannabidiol, which is cannabidiol, I don't need cannabidiol, I don't know if I'm saying that right, is CBD, you guys, by the way, Um, or less potent Delta AT. THC, but can finally enjoy the full Delta 9 THC experience, or they can be like me and have the worst fucking experience of their life since they were 17 years old. So um, the Delta 9 that these products contain isn't the authentic natural cannabinoid. It's an artificial substitute synthesized from CBD using processes that generate potentially toxic chemical byproducts. The resulting edibles can get you lit legally, but whether they can do so safely is a very different question. And this is the last little bit that I copy and pasted. Synthetic THC, which is what Delta 9 is, um, believe, or sorry, synthetic THC entrepreneurs believe that the farm bill that I just mentioned creates a legislative loophole effectively legalizing all products derived from CBD. So long story short, Delta 9 THC is no different than regular THC. It just comes from the hemp plant instead of the marijuana plant. And it's synthesized. It's not natural. Basically, everyone should stay away from it. But I didn't know any of these things. Again, I was like, oh, surely this is a CBD gummy that maybe has a little extra kick to it. So what happened was I took the full gummy and it literally tasted like chewing on weed. Um, It was a flavored like dragonberry or some shit, but literally it just tasted like a weed gummy. So that was disgusting. And I took it and as I was chewing it, I was like, hmm, this doesn't taste right. Um, This tastes like, well, it tastes like weed. So that's kind of weird, but whatever. Like clearly this company wouldn't be able to sell me some potent 
shit that's going to get me fucked up. So I just went along with my life for the next half hour. But after that half hour, it hit. And it hit when I was on the couch with Zach. And Zach had not taken one at this point. And it's just like that feeling. It's like that feeling that, you know, you're definitely familiar with if you have ever smoked weed or you do it regularly, but it's like, oh, I'm high. And at first it was good and it was a good high. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is hilarious. Zach is sober. I'm not. And he was laughing really hard at me. And I was like doing dances. And then I went to the laundry room. I don't know why I was in the fucking laundry room. I guess like I think I was actually doing laundry and I FaceTimed my sister and I was like, oh my God, I'm so high. And she was like, no, you're not. Shut the fuck up. I was like, no, seriously, Allie, I really am. And we're like on FaceTime. And I think like the more and more the conversation went on, she was like, oh shit, like she really is high. And I was laughing so hard, making myself laugh so hard, whispering, being funny, yada, yada. And Allie... Sorry, Allie, to call you out. But she suggested that I give one to Zach. She was like, well, this gummy seems fucking awesome. So you should definitely go give one to Zach. And I'm like, what a great idea. He should totally be high with me. So I give him a gummy and he's, trust me, he has no idea. He's not like Zach had his stoner days when he was, you know, in high school and college. And he's only ever dabbled with the real stuff not synthesized stuff so he also had really no idea what the fuck delta nine was but he trusted me that i was giving him one and he took it he took it like a champ pretty much like five minutes after he took it is when i started to freak the fuck out um instead of being a happy high i was starting to get really bad anxiety and i'm trying to like remember this in order because the whole night is very very fuzzy But I'm pretty sure that I was like, Zach, I'm freaking out. And he was like, okay, don't freak out. Like, you're safe. We're here at home together with the dogs. Like, nothing bad is going to happen. Let's actually, he he hugged me. I remember that. He hugged me and it was really good feeling his warmth. And he was like, you know, warmth is really good for when you're high. So let's go to the bathroom And I'm going to like, let's put our feet in the tub, like with some hot water and just like talk. And I'm like, okay. But inside the paranoia had started. I'm like, oh my God, we're going to go to the bathroom. He's going to fill up the tub too much. I'm going to get in it. I'm going to fucking drown. He's not going to be able to save me. Fuck, 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 fuck. So that's what's going on in my mind. And, you know, we go in the bathroom, we put our feet in the tub and he's doing the best that he can to talk to me and distract me. But my mind is like, it's, it's, it's the weirdest sensation. It's like at once it's not thinking. And at the same time, it's in overdrive and, you know, he keeps talking, but I keep interrupting him to be like, I'm freaking out. I'm freaking out. I don't like this. Zach, I don't like this. And he's like, I know, I know. And he's doing like everything that he can, but my anxiety is just getting more and more out of control. And you know, we're sitting there talking and I'm like, okay, like this, we have at least wasted like 20 or 30 minutes. Um, it had been four minutes. <laughs> I literally remember I looked at my watch when we got into the bathroom, it was 9:51, and we got 
we like drain the tub and we're done with that by 955 because I couldn't handle my shit. And so he's draining the tub and um, he was doing something else. I don't remember. And all I can hear is the tub draining. It's deafening. It is the loudest fucking sound I've ever heard. Like it's drowning everything out. It's like we're underwater. All I can hear is that sound. And I looked at Zach and I was like, everything is really heightened. Everything is really heightened. Like the tub is really loud. And I could see in his eyes, like it, the, his gummy hadn't hit him yet, but I could see in his eyes that he was like, oh, fuck, fuck me. She's really messed up. So he takes my hand and we go into the blue room and he's like, let's put on a movie. Let's maybe put on the office and just like chill. And I'm like, okay. And I'm like sitting straight up on the couch and he was on the floor in front of me and I was like rubbing his shoulders sort of mindlessly and I'm just so, it's like, I'm just so in and out. It's like, I do have moments of clarity throughout the whole night. I would have these moments of clarity that I'm like, hey, it's me, Emma. You are so fucking high right now, but it's okay. Like, nothing bad is going to happen. I would have those moments, but then I would just immediately slip back into paranoia and just freaking out over the fact that I was not in control of my own mind. And that that is the biggest thing that's always, you know, kept me pretty clear of weed. It's like when you're drunk, it's different. It's like you are you have control of your mind for the most part. It's more of like a whole like a body high, if you will. But with weed, and I know, I know that there are so many strands and I know that I, if I'm ever going to do it, I should only fuck with indica and stay away from sativa. This gummy was all fucking sativa. Like it was the headiest high ever. It was all in my head. So anyway, we're sitting there. I'm like trying to focus on the movie, but I'm just like freaking out. And so, um, I, I think I asked, I like texted my sister and was wondering if I could take Ativan to like counteract the anxiety and she must've looked something up and I ended up looking it up too. Um, and you know, definitely like not detrimental at all. So I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to take, I'm going to take one milligram of Ativan to see if it helps my situation and I'm going to try and go to sleep because that is the only solution I can think of right now like this I hate this feeling I hate it so much I want it to stop but it's not going to stop unless like time moves forward and I go to bed and wake up and it's the morning so I put myself to sleep or try to and this is like like a little after 10 o'clock um, I put myself to sleep. So I'm laying there in bed and I've done all of my usual things for bedtime. So it's like really dark and I have my white noise machine going and the AC is going, which creates even more noise. I'm just sort of trying to drown my own mind out from itself, but it's literally impossible. Like my brain was going a hundred miles per hour. And the only way that I can describe it to you guys is it's like I close my eyes and no shit this is how my brain sounded that's literally 
what was happening in my mind. And then like randomly songs would pop in. Like I started singing in my head, ooh, ee, ooh, ah, ah, ting, tang, what a, what a, bing, bang. Ooh, ee, ooh, ah, ah, ting, tang, what a, what a, bing, bang. Like, so that was happening. It, it, it literally was like a movie scene where someone is tripping fucking balls on drugs and it's giving you so much anxiety, but it was happening to me in real life. And so I think that lasted maybe all of like four or five minutes. And I was like, fuck this, turn the lights on and was like, I don't know what to do. So I left our room and I went to go find Zach, but I could tell by his tone that he that the gummy had hit him fully so then I was freaking out in a whole new level because not only am I out of my mind and can't help myself but my partner is also high and can't help me and who the fuck is going to help us we need help oh my god oh my god oh my god oh my god I somehow ended up on our guest bathroom floor um, I think because the tile was like cooling or something and I'm texting my sister and I texted her and I was like, Allie, I'm freaking out. Will you please, please, please call dad and tell him to come down here and take me to the hospital? Please, please. She's like, Emma, no, you're not going to the hospital. You don't need to do that. Like, you know, she's just saying the same things over and over that I'm safe. Nothing bad is going to happen. I'm just really high. You know, just like try and go be with Zach. But I won't let the th- I won't let it go that like I need to go to the hospital and you know I tell that to Zach and that freaks him the fuck out because he's like already wigging out and um, that makes him wig out even more and then I don't know why we ended up in the guest bedroom I really have no idea why we, we ended up in there but like Zach like tucked me in there but like left the lights on and we put the TV on and like Zach like I have Oh my God. It's just being high. (laughs) I hate it so fucking much. Like it is the absolute worst feeling to me ever. And it's like the rational part of my brain also knew that Zach was really high, but it's like, I was just being so paranoid. And I was like, he hates me. He's so annoyed with me. Uh, He's going to, he's questioning everything. We're going to wake up tomorrow and he's going to be like, the wedding is off. I can't marry you so I'm like having all these thoughts and Zach is like super stoned and so confused that he's super stoned because he doesn't understand what the fuck the gummy was and so he literally is coming in and out of the guest room with the package of gummies like he's reading it over and over and over like he reads it he's like what the fuck is this I don't understand puts it down and then five minutes later, he is back in the guest room with the package of gummies being like, what the fuck is this? I don't understand. And I think Allie was trying to Google and like help us understand what the fuck Delta 9 was. And I kept my sister on FaceTime for 45 minutes. And at this point, it was like 11. It's 11 o'clock at night. And she has twins. And she was like literally about to fall asleep. And I FaceTimed her. She was like, it's okay. I will stay on here with you as long as you need me to. Oh, but before that happened, I was in bed and I was like, Zach, I'm going to call my parents. He's like, no, you're not. And I was like, yes, I am. I have to call them. I need them. I need them to come down here and take us to the hospital. And he was like, Emma, no, you're not fucking calling your parents. You're not calling your dad. Like, no. And, you know, it was like this high, like paranoid conversation 
and um and so he was like please just just call your sister please just call Allie please 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 (laughs) so that's what I did and I also my entire body was numb um especially when I was in the guest room I remember that like I couldn't feel anything and the whole the whole night when like I was peaking on Delta 9 I kept feeling like I had to throw up but I was so like my body was so numb it was the weirdest sensation because it's like I I knew I had all of the symptoms of almost throwing up and like that feeling in my chest and my throat and like swallowing and you know I tried to like chew like a sour gummy worm and chewing it was so hard like my mouth wasn't working right and I just couldn't feel anything like my sister was watching me on FaceTime and I must have been like doing some weird stuff with my hand she was like does that feel good Emma and I was like does what feel good she was like oh you keep rubbing like this one part of your hand I'm like oh I had no idea I mean and I I mean I did like how I was saying earlier like I did have moments of clarity and like we laughed a handful of times but they were so fucking short-lived like I literally be like ha 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 oh my god I'm freaking out and um you know at one point I decided okay maybe if I just like sit here and just keep telling myself over and over you're so high you are so high you are so fucking high that's gonna like ground me in reality because I'm not like completely lost on myself you guys I'm I mean, I can't believe that I'm almost an hour into this podcast, but I knew that like this entire story was going to take over this episode because I had a lot to say about it. It was just absolutely awful. It was so bad. And I know that it was so bad too, like especially bad because like I said, Zach is a seasoned weed user and he said that the high for him was awful. Like, and that doesn't happen. Like he was like, that it like I got so fucked up and it wasn't fun like it wasn't a good high and eventually I think like I basically started passing out and Allie was like okay why don't you like go to bed and I think you're ready now to go to sleep and I was like okay and so Zach and I went to we we moved out of the guest room and went to our bedroom and eventually I fell asleep but it was, you know, it was like fucked up, broken sleep. And so I woke up on Saturday and I definitely was not as high, but I still felt high. Like it, everything still felt like it was kind of swimming and just weird. And I ruined the weekend. I mean, period, point blank. I ruined the weekend because I did not do my due diligence and made a really stupid mistake and also dragged my partner into it without realizing and he blindly trusts me just as I blindly trust him and it backfired and the weekend was awful I mean you know I like Zach wasn't nearly as hungover as I was so like he worked in the yard all day on Saturday um but I literally just stayed on the couch like and cried off and on and just felt so weird just like I did when I was 17, like how like the residual effects of what happened affected me for like, a you know, a week afterward. And that's what was happening definitely on Saturday. And um, I tried to like nap and stuff and just I don't even know it was bad. I was in such a fucking fog. 
And then Sunday was like a little bit better, but not much. And I still definitely wasn't up for doing anything. And um, it, it did start raining in the afternoon, which was nice because Zach took a break from working outside and was with me. And I didn't eat. Like my anxiety was so fucking high on Sunday that I did not have an appetite at all until like four and Zach ran out and got us Velveeta Hotel because that's the only thing that sounded good to me and plus my taste wasn't fully back at that point either so um so like we literally crushed queso and I don't even remember what the fuck we watched on tv like I really don't remember um oh yes I do but I'll talk about that in a second um but yeah so and then Monday, Monday, I still didn't feel right. And then yesterday on Tuesday, I feel like I started like really coming back into myself. And today I feel the most normal that I have, but it's just, I don't know what that is. Like I haven't looked into why getting that fucked up can like affect you for much longer after, uh, like once it's done. Um, but I definitely, I definitely experienced that and it, it made everything a lot worse and it was just terrible. It was so terrible. And so my advice to anyone who has been sitting here listening to this is, well, I know that experiences are different for everyone and people handle things differently. But if you are a super anxious person, um, stay the fuck away from Delta 9. And that's the other thing too. I posted about the situation on Instagram. I cannot tell you how many messages I got on Saturday like that besides just like being sad and crying and feeling weird and trying to nap on Saturday I was fielding so many messages from my followers about them having a similar horrific experience with Delta 9 like I don't I think maybe out of like let's call it at least 50 messages I got maybe one or two people who were like oh really like oh, I like it. Everyone else was like, fuck that. Fuck Delta 9. It's synthetic. Don't do that. And then also telling me about their own horror stories and a handful of people saying like, I did go to the hospital or like my partner, we ended up like taking my partner to the ER because it was so bad. Um, I was also like shaking like a fucking leaf when I was super high and uh, like grinding my teeth and it's like I knew I was doing it but I couldn't stop it oh my god it was so bad it was so bad so 0 10 actually like negative 110 recommend ever ever dabbling with delta 9 it is satan's drug I have to tell you it really is like my personal hell if I go to hell I mean I'm in a world in for a world of hurt because literally it's just going to be like me being that fucking high for the rest of my eternity and it's going to be awful so I really hope I don't go to hell okay guys we're basically an hour in so I am gonna I'm gonna tell you a few things that we watched over the terrible terrible weekend that we had Um, And then I'm going to save a couple advice questions that I got for next episode. But I do want to take a second here to remind you that my inbox is always open and I love talking to you guys. And anytime that I do like ask me anything on my Emma's Thing page on Instagram, I get so many awesome questions. And so I just 
implore you to take some of those burning questions that you send in. It can be about literally anything. It could be advice. It could be you just want to tell me a story. It could be um, like a question you have about something super specific. It doesn't matter. Just email me. Email me and I will answer it on a future podcast episode. That email is TWES podcast at gmail.com and I will link it in the show notes as well. Okay, so very quickly for um, what we watched over the weekend. So we watched Son-in-Law, which is a like 1994 or some, it's a 90s comedy starring Pauly Shore, <laughs> if you remember him. And Zach got the idea to watch it when we were high, thinking like, oh, it's such a classic and you'll, it'll really distract you. Well, that didn't work at all. Um, it's the movie that he put on that I couldn't concentrate on whatsoever. And so we ended up actually finishing it on Saturday night. Um, and it was, I mean, as stupid as you would expect a 90s movie with Polly Shore to be, but nevertheless, very entertaining. And then after we were done with that, because I, I literally could not think or focus clear enough still on Saturday, Zach was like, let's watch something like totally opposite from that. Let's let's watch, you know, like an all action movie, because I told him I was like, I don't want comedy. I don't want drama. I just want like all of my brain can handle right now is just action. And he came across this movie (laughs) called After Sunset. Um, It's a 2004 film. And the description of it was a breezy thriller. And Zach was like, that's exactly what you need right now. You need a breezy thriller. And I was like, okay, I like the sounds of that. It was so bad. It stars Pierce Brosnan, Salma Hayek, and Woody Harrelson. And it is, I mean, it's just such an early aughts breezy thriller type of movie. And, you know, like Pierce Brosnan and Salma Hayek are lovers who are like jewelry thieves and Woody Harrelson's like the FBI agent who's been trying to catch them forever and like they end up uh, like in the Bahamas or something and there's like a uh, a big cruise that's going to take off and they have um like the last of Napoleon's diamonds on that cruise and I don't even y'all it was just so bad it was so bad um once we were done with that garbage we started a new series because we need a new series um and it's the one on Hulu it was also on FX starring Andrew Garfield called Under the Banner of Heaven and when I had Whitney on the podcast you know a couple months ago she actually was watching it and talked about it and Zach and I both aren't like super into true crime. It's not our first pick. It's not our top genre. Um, But I don't know. I just heard so many things about it. And so I was like, let's give it a whirl. And it is, it is a true crime story about Mormons and uh, the Church of Latter-day Saints. And it takes place in Utah. I'm pretty positive. Um, And it's about a very gruesome murder amongst like the LDS community and we got two episodes in I want to say and I you know I think it's a bit too heavy for us like I don't know if it's either of our cups of tea so 
Um, I'm not sure that we'll end up finishing the series. Never say never, but I just, I don't know, man. It's just, it's a lot. It's just a lot. And Zach and I like a lot, but with certain genres. So stay tuned on that. And then to end what was a bad weekend, we watched House of the Dragon, the Game of Thrones prequel series that just started on Sunday night on HBO. And it was fucking phenomenal. Now, Zach did not, has not watched any of GOT, y'all. Like, not even, I don't even think like one episode. And I definitely watched all of it. Um, I love it. I wasn't I'm not like a completely obsessed fan who like has all of her own theories going on and I couldn't like take a quiz on it and do very well or like tell you all the right names and all of that but I fucking loved Game of Thrones and I was so excited about House of the Dragon and oh my god it did not disappoint. It was so phenomenal. The first episode was perfection. So well done. Um, Zach fucking loved it like thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed it um and I'm just so excited about the series I will say that I cannot I mean like Game of Thrones is gruesome but oh my god the first episode and I'm not gonna give any spoilers but holy shit I none of us were prepared for that I couldn't watch it I will just be straight up with you guys I, when it really got into it, I could not, I literally hid my face under a blanket and told Zach to tell me when it was done because I, I, for so many reasons, I could not stomach that scene, um, pun intended, <laughs> um, but wow, that was horrifying, but I just, I, I mean, oh, I just, I can't wait. I'm so, so, so excited that we now have a live series happening every Sunday night and I'm so pumped that Zach loved it so we can watch it together and be obsessed with it together and I can't wait to see what happens. So that's all for this week you guys. Um, If you listen to this whole thing thank you. I know it was a lot a lot a lot of talking about weed and all of my experiences but that's why I do this podcast. You know I have it labeled as personal journals for a reason and I love that you guys get a peek inside my journal every single week. Oh, I like that. Maybe I need to like change the description or something and change change uh, my my marketing POV. If you enjoy That's What He Said, please consider taking the time to not only leave a star rating on Apple Podcast and Spotify, but also writing a quick review on Apple Podcast. It is so easy to do. It is really takes no time. It can be one second and it's just very, very lovely to get those words of encouragement. And I thank you guys so much in advance for doing that. I am off to Mexico with Merit and all of my best friends and my sister and Zach's sister to 
bachelorette it up. I can't wait. Definitely follow me on Instagram on Emma's thing to see all of the bachelorette party weekend coverage and follow That's What He Said, the podcast on Instagram for visual guides, sound bites, and sometimes exclusive episode video. Love you guys so much. Thank you for listening and I will talk at you next week. (laughs) 